It's true. It's dang true. You're listening to the Two Words Podcast. Welcome, everyone. My name is John, and with me, as always, is my tag partner, Radio Matt. How we doing today? So good. So good. So fresh and so clean. Nice. Nice. <laughs> well, we have a very fun show. Probably a show we, we should have done a long time ago. Surprise, yeah. Um, Surprise, it's taken us long. But, you know, here we are. We're doing uh, our season five finale. Five finale. Five seasons, man. Wow. It feels just like yesterday. Um, <laughs> and our season five finale, keeping in tradition with our uh, wrestler spotlight, our showcase, so to speak, we are talking about the most electrifying man in sports entertainment that's right ladies and gentlemen we are talking about the rock <laughs> thought you were gonna swerve him <laughs> shane helms shane helms <laughs> the hurricane <sighs> how have we nope, not done it's this shane yet? mcmahon <laughs> <Damn. That's electric>. <laughs> <laughs> here comes the money shane Gosh. mcmahon everywhere you don't want him to be <laughs> Oh, man, we're going to have some fun uh, as we normally do. But first, hey, yo, former Impact wrestler Homicide thinks his name might have something to do with him not getting signed by the WWE. You sure about that? You sure about that? Uh, Speaking to Bill after Homicide said he always hoped to compete inside Madison Square Garden with WWE and has his suspicion that that's why he's never been signed. He said, I really don't know why, but it could be the name Homicide. It's too graphic, maybe. (laughs) But But I tell people all the time, I got no problem changing my name. Like, that's a name you got to commit to, though. Like, Homicide. What was with TNA, though? What was going on in TNA where they got a guy named Homicide and a guy named Suicide? Wow. I mean, were they a team? They were. Oh, my gosh. They would have to be, right? Yeah. Is Suicide still a thing? It can't be. Not in this. Not in this culture. (laughs) I don't know what to Google. Suicide wrestler? No, it's not. Like... (laughs) Seems like a bad idea. Seems like a bad idea. Hey, yo. Braun Breaker uh, was one of the NXT stars we expected to be called up the night after WrestleMania, following the typical formula of the NXT champion losing the title before WrestleMania and then being called up the next week. But it didn't happen. Uh, Then we expected him to be called up in the draft. It was even... Both of us had him on our list, and I got him before you. You did? In our our fake, fake draft. Uh, but then it, that didn't happen either. Uh, now we seem to have an answer as to why. And why is that? Uh, his middle name is Homicide. No, <laughs> no uh, he, his middle uh, name is Manslaughter. So after <laughs> after he lost the belt, uh, I think the plan was to bring him up in the draft. <clears throat> so that means he had to stick around in NXT a little longer. After he lost the belt, he turned heel. 
Yeah. And uh, he started developing his heel person persona, and they're actually really loving it. Yeah. And so now the idea is that they're going to keep him in NXT for a while as a heel and have him develop that persona a little more, then bring him up maybe the night after SummerSlam instead. So okay, he is okay. still I can deal still with that. planning to come up this still year. Still on the cards. Yeah, I really he did. He has given one of my favorite promos in the last year, and that was when he like these two guys were challenging him, wanted to challenge him. Bell. He's like he's like. If you got a thirty-three percent chance, he goes, and I got a thirty-three and a third percent chance. He goes, I'm not real good at math, man, but let's do this. I'm like that's that's the one, that's man. The kind of nostalgia being, we want. Being self-aware. <coughs> uh, well, hey yo, Edge has announced he wants to win the new World Heavyweight Championship and then retire after he loses. He sent out a tweet. Uh, or a video on Twitter today, actually, saying, um, uh, all of you watching this, I assume you've been with me on this ride, and I appreciate it. It's going to end soon, and it's got to end right this time, and there's no better way to finish it than win the World Heavyweight Championship. And then when I lose it, that's it. I'm done. And he had mentioned in the video, he's like, I can't even look at that title because it looks exactly like the one that that I lost, which I don't yeah. agree, but <laughs> it's close he's, like, he's like, it's big gold, man. Like I can't, I like that story. <laughs> Maybe yeah. not immediately. Um, but I like, I like the thought of him. I would not be mad at him. No, Even being no. the first one, I wouldn't be mad at Mm-mm. that. I think, uh, building up a Rollins versus edge, um, uh, Storyline for Night of the Champions. I think that'd be a good match. And I'd be happy with either one of them, but I think that's cool. Someone did do a mock up of Edge when he had the big gold and yeah. then what it would look like wearing the new big gold. Yeah. And I mean, they didn't look it bad. It does look pretty similar. Y- pretty you know, it, and that's interesting thought. You, you mentioned Seth Rollins because Seth Rollins was in an interview this week and somebody asked if he could ever take like the mantle of face of the company. And he's like, I have the severe misfortune of being alive and wrestling in the Roman era. He goes, the best I can hope for is to be the edge to his John Cena. Mm. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> a fair, humble though. approach. That's, that's a, a yeah, humble no, approach. It's, it's, yeah. It's, that makes me really like good. it more. Yeah. That's really good. <clears throat> Roman Reigns do be looking pretty good since they got yeah. them veneers. They just, <laughs> Got perfect taste. Since he came back with a mouthful of plastic, <laughs> I wreck everyone and leave. You're like, what is up with his mouth? <laughs> he didn't even care about anything else. You can always uh, tell when someone's got veneers and like mm, perfect teeth. Mm-hmm. It's, it's almost too perfect. Yeah, it's kind of like when when you're looking at like AI generated stuff, and it's like it's almost human, mm, the but uncanny. it's too yeah the uncanny, uncanny valley. That's for, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> I'm that way with fake. <clears throat> Mm. Uh, Puerto Rican legend and WWE new generation star Savio Vega revealed to unscripted that there is uh, more in the pipeline for Bad Bunny in the WWE ring. Okay. Uh, Vega said this kid has two full matches under his title, one or under his belt, one at WrestleMania and this singles match against Damian Priest. He's a natural. You know, they take him step by step all the way to the end, but he has the mentality. He has the power. He's hungry for that. He loves it. He wants to make it good. Uh, I hear they're making, or they're maybe talking about SummerSlam for him. I don't know. They know what they're going to do, but Bad Bunny hit the ball out of the park at Backlash. I, I thought so. Backlash was dang Everyone good. hit the ball out of the park. Yeah. Um, that might be the best Backlash I can see. 
in my memory. Yeah, the only complaint I have, and this is one of those weird, like, why does it bother me kind of problems. <laughs> but I, I'm watching it, and I'm like, if it wasn't for the like them putting the Puerto Rican flag on all of their graphics, I'd have no idea where they were. Like there's nothing that set it apart visually. Mm. And so the entire time I'm like, they couldn't have found like an outdoor stadium somewhere, like something a little, and I, and I know like, it's weird to say like something a little more Puerto Rican. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what that means, but you know. Hey, Carlito came back though. Carlito came back and Carlito looks good. Carlito looks so much better than he used to. That dude's been eating some uh, steak wrapped around his apples or something. That dude. Oh my gosh. Um, But he also is like, I'm I'm open to taking phone calls, but there's nothing. That's such a bummer. He looked good. The pop was huge. I know it was kind of like his home area, but still, yeah, pop was huge. The the crowd was amazing yeah in puerto rico like there was no downtime for that crowd they were very that was like aggressive, a wrestlemania yeah. level aggression yeah um <laughs> yeah which i guess makes well, sense and, you know that match you years. pull out all those guys i mean there's a place for them in the lwo absolutely know? yeah you don't i mean y- you do but you don't really need Rey mysterio as the leader of that group no i mean yeah, but no. It makes sense, but it, it also makes sense, is like, but eh. it's not necessary. It's fine. It's fine. <coughs> uh, hey, yo, a, uh, a, what, where is he in? A Dallas judge <laughs> um, has uh, dismissed a case made by a guy by the name of Marvin Jackson, who filed a lawsuit against WWE in January 12th before the district court of Tarrant County, Texas, alleging that he lost hearing in his left ear, uh, while an invitee at WrestleMania 38 at AT AT&T stadium in Dallas in 2022 due to a pyrotechnics blast that was part of the WWE production. And he was like requesting a jury trial and like a million dollars and the stuff and the judge was like no you knew you knew what was happening but what did you think was going to happen yeah, i'm pretty sure that's you know like going on. on like the release forms or whatever yeah when you buy tickets yeah like, yeah this is possible <laughs> you, <laughs> see, you might even die have you seen the uh it was a saturday night live sketch when donald glover was uh was hosting and he was a lawyer and the people at jurassic world were trying to get get money and he goes he goes what does this and he's like a southern lawyer <laughs> he goes what does this release form say <laughs> he goes uh jurassic world is not responsible for any lost uh lost or stolen items he goes lost or stolen items like your friends and family <laughs> <laughs> i'm not sure i knew that lost he, or damaged items I'm not much sure like your that, friends and family that he hosted an episode i'm gonna have to go find yeah that. it was uh, it was it was very good but like what, what do you expect man i don't yeah. know yeah uh hey yo matt cardona uh would love to come back to the wwe but he does not want to be just a guy on the roster he wants the cody rhodes treatment he He can have it he said i would never go back just to be back i've been on the roster i was there very fortunate for my time there spent over a decade there but i did the the whole just the guy on the roster thing i have no desire to do that again if i'm going to be there i want it to matter I think uh, I think I proved over the past three years that I'm more than capable of holding my own, 
And if I ever get the opportunity again, I think I'll prove that to the world. So of course, Cardona has had a, a varied and successful run in multiple promotions, yeah. winning the top titles in the NWA, GCW, as well as appearing for companies. Well, he was on a he was a When did he show up in AEW? It was like one special pay per view. Yeah, or something. it was. It was like two night, two <coughs> right. different times. Uh, Impact Wrestling, and of course, Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea. <laughs> Which he's he won the, the title the there. Oceanic right? champion. Yeah. yeah. Oceanic champion. Like he's proved himself pretty darn well. Listen, if Cody Rhodes gets the Cody Rhodes treatment, which Cody Rhodes deserves the Cody Rhodes treatment, Matt Cardona deserves because Matt Cardona did a has done a heck of a lot more in his three years than Cody Rhodes ever did in his three years. And that's not putting down Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes, <laughs> you know. Cody Rhodes still did a lot. Did a lot. <laughs> he did a heck of a lot. Matt Cardona really um, did. <laughs> you know, he he pioneered. He really went somewhere where other people were not had not been able to go. Um, but somehow Cardona's done more. So yeah, yeah he can have it. As far as I'm concerned, <laughs> um, I have one one last thing, and really, it's it's not a it's not a news, but hey, yo, um, I said a couple of uh, episodes, a few episodes back towards the beginning of this season that Batista was the best wrestler turned actor and guardians of the galaxy three proved that because that movie was so gosh dang good. And I'm not going to spoil any of it, but that movie was so gosh dang good. And Batista was so gosh dang good in that movie. He really was. I mean, I laughed. I I cried. I have not cried at any of the Marvel films. I didn't cry <laughs> in Infinity War. I didn't cry in Endgame. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Black Panther. I didn't cry at none of that. You're heartless, John. I, <laughs> I thought I was because all these people were like crying and getting cry sad. Endgame? I didn't, didn't cry, cry when Iron Man died. Get out of here. You didn't cry Get when we're going to be here. okay, Tony. <laughs> I don't feel so good, Mr. Stark. You didn't cry. Mr. Um, Stark, we did it, Mr. Stark. Yeah, I don't. That's not. You know, I, I didn't. I cried. <laughs> I'll tell you the part that I cried at later. But yeah, I cried so I cried so hard right at the very end of that film. But Batista just he was like he's been good as Drax the whole time. But he this had, movie yeah. he was a real a yeah. standout. He for had no too. right being that, and that movie had no right being that good either. Right? Yeah. How is this Gosh. the best Marvel movie to come out in, in the last several years? Oh, it's. <clears throat> I'm gonna make a statement. To me, this is the best Marvel movie ever made. Mm, nah, but close. It's in uh, the top. I'll say it's in the top uh, top five, top seven, maybe. Uh, it's, but it's real good. It's, it's real it's good. It's so very, very good. I feel as good about this movie as I did when uh, Thor Ragnarok came out. Like, I was that level of surprise. Thor Rag- okay, Thor was. Ragnarok you know was good. I mean? yeah. Like, none of us expected. Thor was okay. Thor Dark World was pure garbage. <laughs> Utter nonsense. And Ragnarok came out and we were like, what? This can be fun? Why did we even go see Ragnarok? <laughs> <laughs> we, we wanted to believe. We wanted to. And we did. We, we were convinced. <laughs> That's all I have, too. That's so. all I have. Well, when we come back, we're going to be doing some rock impressions. So keep it here. Oh, no. <laughs> Hey everyone, I'm Radio Matt, and this is Reviews of the Nerds. 
Today, I'm reviewing the Paramount Plus series Star Trek Picard Season 3, and I'm going to try to do it without spoiling anything that the previews already have. I've seen the entirety of Picard, and while super fun to see Jean-Luc back in action alongside a returning Seven of Nine from Voyager and a new cast of rambunctious, reluctant heroes, the first two seasons were a bit too ambitious, in my opinion, and created stories that didn't tap too heavily into the sweet, sweet nostalgia that we all craved. They were fun, but kind of felt like one-watchers, if you know what I mean. That is why season three was such a welcome change, and they knew what they had when they first started advertising. From the get-go, this was hyped as a reunion of the primary cast of the next generation for one last mission. But we weren't really sure what to expect. Would it be a one cameo per episode thing that would end up feeling cheap? I'm happy to report, not at all. This 10 episode story arc is not only the best season of Picard, it may be the best season of modern Trek entirely. We not only get that sweet nostalgia hit, but we also get true story progression for every single TNG main character. It's hard to choose which character was my favorite upon return, but I'm leaning towards Worf. Now, fans of the first two seasons might be disappointed in that, aside from Picard, only two of the previous two seasons cast returns for prominent roles in season three. But if you're like me, you won't miss them much. The callbacks for the villains and other members of Starfleet are absolutely delightful, and the new central character, whom I will not spoil here, was fantastic in the role, and I hope we get to see more in a sequel series. I don't want to go any deeper. I don't want to tell you the story. I don't want to give you any hint as to what to expect because it'll spoil everything. So let me just close in saying, if you are a fan of The Next Generation, this is the perfect ending to their story. Better than the TNG series finale, better than Nemesis, better than the hijacked last episode of Star Trek Enterprise for sure. If you haven't been a fan of the first two seasons of Picard, or have no interest in watching them first, there are a couple things that you need to know before you dive into season three. But I'm sure there's a good article that can quickly catch you up over there on the Google. That's the review. I'm Radio Matt, and remember, swords are fun. the two words podcast where we're talking about the rock and a couple of episodes ago i think it was like the second or third episode this season uh matt had this really really great idea to use chat gpt right. yeah, yeah, yeah. to create a fake promo about apples about apples uh <laughs> macho man we didn't and, do and a carlino one we didn't do it i feel like we missed how, an opportunity how dare we and so um being that the rock is the greatest promo man of all time or at least one of them. I agree. I I ventured into ChatGPT, and I gave it a few prompts. All right. But unlike Matt, who did nothing wrestling-related in his promos, I decided to take two things that Matt and I both hate... And and we want the we want the Rock to speak voice to this hatred. Oh gosh. Um. And so uh. So I'll go first, and then I'll give Matt his. <sighs> okay. I now these are these nice. are okay. bad. These aren't really great Rock impressions. This is more just not, me yeah. playing. Neither one of us playing the part. At Rock impression. It'd almost be funnier if I didn't read it with a Rock voice, but. 
we're not gonna we're not gonna do this now. The prompt here that I gave it was, uh, "What would it sound like if The Rock cut the meanest promo about the new World Heavyweight Championship belt?" <laughs> That's the thing you hate. Come on, John. And <laughs> and I tried to do it, but it didn't it didn't mm. really work. So I had to like tell it like I need you to be really mean, and it apologized. I was like, I apologize in advance for the aggressive tone. It's like, it's okay, ChatGPT. Don't worry. Don't it worry. doesn't like to be mean. And so this is The Rock's opinions. Should have gone to Bing Chat. It'll be all kinds of mean for you. All kinds of do whatever hate. You want. <laughs> this is The Rock giving his feelings on the new World Heavyweight Championship. Finally, The Rock has come back to this monstrosity of a championship belt. What is this piece of garbage? A participation trophy? The Rock has seen better looking belts on a rusty old bicycle. The New World Heavyweight Championship belt is an insult to everything The Rock stands for. It's a disgrace to the legacy of champions who came before, who earned their titles, blood, sweat, and tears. This new belt looks like it was designed by a blind man with no taste, a monkey with a crown, or worse, a <laughs> WWE executive with no dang clue what wrestling is supposed to be about. Oh my gosh. And let The Rock be clear. The Rock is not going to wear this thing. Not now. Not ever. The Rock demands a championship belt that's worthy of his greatness. A big belt that's big and bold and beautiful. A belt that says, this is The Rock's yard and everyone else is just playing in it. This, is, this new belt is nothing but a cheap imitation. A knockoff. A pale shadow of what a real championship belt should look like. The Rock wouldn't even use this belt to hold up his pants if he were stranded on a desert island with no other options. The Rock would rather go naked than wear this disgraceful excuse for a championship belt. So, to the designer of this new World Heavyweight Championship belt, The Rock has just one thing to say. You should be ashamed of yourself. You should crawl back under a rock you came from and never show your face in the wrestling business again. Because The Rock is going to take that piece of trash and throw it in the garbage where it belongs. And then The Rock is going to make sure he gets a championship belt that's worthy of The Rock's greatness. And when The Rock is done with it, it's going to be the most electrifying champion sports entertainment. Period. And I think that really said everything I needed to say. A monkey with a crayon, dude. Or worse, a WWE executive with no dang clue what wrestling is supposed to be about. That um, was incredible. Yeah, that was really um, well done. I tried to do. I tried to do one. Um, Whereas what is The Rock's opinions on the Endeavor merger? And it was like, The Rock is a wrestler, a sports entertainer, and their Endeavor's wanting to make him into an actor, something he's not. I'm like, well, that's just, <laughs> that's just not true. That's just, that's just not true at Where all. Is so, <laughs> oh, Red Heel Matt, who has not seen this promo. Right. But, but, and I also but, don't know which, I gave you four options. You gave me things, four so options. I have no idea which one you picked. Um, this is The Rock if he cut a very mean promo, and again, it apologized for its aggressive tone, um, if The Rock cut a promo on Omo, Omas. Omas. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so long. <laughs> um, you can look over it just to make sure there's nothing in there. I, I tried to tried to remove because, you know, it, it, it did not love... It did not use the the most wonderful language in some some of them. Um, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Okay. But yeah, it's uh, right. it's it's really fun to just watch this thing work, man. 
It really is. So <laughs> there's one line I'm especially proud of. All right, let's go. Let's go. <sighs> I don't know how to start well, well, well in the Rock's voice. <laughs> well, well, well. If it isn't Omos, Omos, Omos. I got to get that down. Omos is Omos. how I'm going to pronounce it. Omos. Omos. This is Omos, the towering giant of the WWE. The Rock's heard a lot about you, big man. They say you're seven feet tall and weigh over 300 pounds. They say you're a towering force to be reckoned with. But The Rock has to ask, what have you done lately? Omos, what kind of name is that? Sounds like some kind of disease. <laughs> The Rock doesn't know where you came from or where you think you're going, but you're a waste of space in the WWE. The Rock has seen more talent in a kindergarten class than he's seen in your entire career. The Rock has seen you in the ring, Omos, and frankly, The Rock isn't impressed. You move like a glacier. You talk less than a mute, and your wrestling skills are about as sharp as a beach ball. The Rock has seen better wrestling from a toddler in a diaper. And let The Rock be clear. The Rock isn't intimidated by your size. The Rock has faced bigger, stronger, and better wrestlers than you. And The Rock has fought tooth and nail against giants like Andre the Giant and Not Big true. Show. He's never fought Not true. And he's come out on top every time. And you know what, Omos? The Rock has a piece of advice for you. Stop relying on your size and start relying on your skills. That's very kind of him. Stop walking around like you own the place just because you're tall and start showing some respect to the legends who paved the way for you. Stop hiding behind your partner and start standing on your own two feet. Because if you don't, Omos, The Rock is going to take you down. The Rock is going to lay the smack down on you like you've never seen before. The Rock is going to make you regret ever stepping foot in a WWE ring. And when The Rock is done with you, Omos, you're going to wish you were back in the circus where you belong. <laughs> So, Omos, listen up. The Rock is a people's champ, and he's going to stay that way. And you, my friend, are just a big lumbering oaf who's going to get his candy butt kicked by the most electrifying man in sports entertainment, The Rock. A lumbering oaf. <laughs> my favorite lines include, uh, sounds like a disease. <laughs> and you don't, and I've heard uh -huh. better talkers from, uh, you talk less than a mute. I can't, I can't work today, guys. I caught Omos. God caught the Omos. Oh, uh, man, I like. Uh, I've seen better wrestling from a toddler in a diaper. That's, it's just cathartic, <laughs> it's it's you nice. know. It's, it's, it's nice. cathartic to have um, somebody say your worries and your anger in the Rock's voice. <laughs> I wish you were back in the circus. <laughs> my, uh, I almost said the A word at the bottom there. You almost you did. Oh my goodness. I said candy. Um, a. This new belt looks like it was designed by a blind man with no taste, a monkey with a monkey crayon. With a crayon. That's, the, that's my favorite line of them both. The monkey, the monkey, monkey with, with a crayon. crayon. Well, we are. That was that was fun. A short segment, but we don't need a long segment because we've got plenty to talk about when we get back. So keep it here. Hey fam, this is Hector Mirai, and you're listening to Faith and Vandom 180 on LTN Radio. So this past weekend, I was at a Comic-Con, and, um, you know, a lot of Comic-Cons for me are just conversations with people. It's a chance to share, a, a chance to 
uh, be encouraged and encourage others and kind of, you know, really connect with people. Usually that's over things like different fandoms or things that we love and celebrate and stuff like that. And I have a bunch of different conversations. I had conversations about Ted Lasso at the show. I had conversations about Star Wars, about Doctor Who, about Nope, about uh, The Harder They Fall, about classic hip-hop. I had lots of conversations about lots of things and lots of conversations about Jesus. Um, but at one point in time, a young cosplayer, youngish cosplayer, came up to my booth and um, with a lightsaber and kind of a sort of Jedi outfit and said, man, I really hate how they've ruined Star Wars. I didn't comment. I didn't respond. I just ordered lunch, actually, and I was deliciously eating a pimento cheeseburger. And I just kind of chewed and I looked at him and he's like, he's like, they've taken everything about Star Wars and ruined it. You know what I mean? And I'm like, and I just looked at him and I was like, no. He's like, and I didn't respond negatively. I just like said no. And he went, I was like, they've taken, you know, they've ruined all the old characters and they've given us these terrible new characters and stuff like this. And, and he kept waiting for me to give him validation on his negative thoughts. And if you know me, I try not to be a negative person. I try not to poop on things for no good reason. And I just said, no, I didn't say anything. And eventually he walked away. And then a little bit later, the artist next to me, who I didn't realize was listening to our conversation, he's like, hey bro, remember when he tried to get you to be toxic and you said no? That was awesome. And he started laughing about it. And I didn't realize he was listening to the whole thing and he was really curious how the Jesus dude was gonna respond to crapping on Star Wars or being negative towards stuff. And he was really encouraged and impressed by the way I responded. And it reminded me of this verse in Ephesians 4.29 says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. I didn't know this artist was even paying attention to the conversation, but he was. And when we are sharing about our lives, it should be in a way that it encouraged anyone who actually hears it, whether intentionally or not. If you'd like to learn more about faith and fandom, head on over to faithandfandom.org where you can learn about our Comic-Con ministry, podcast, memes, apparel, and book series. You can even read new chapters before they make it to the next book. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me. Welcome back, everyone, to the Two Words Podcast Season 5. Five time! Five time! Five time! Season finale. <laughs> where we are talking about the most electrifying man in sports entertainment, the probable himself, The Rock. And I, can I don't. Spell it. I mean, yeah, you just name a guy who is more transcendent, even when he was wrestling. Like, everybody knew who The Rock was. They're yeah. like, you know, e even even us sheltered kids who didn't watch wrestling growing, like, everybody knows who The Rock was. Everybody knew The Rock. Um, so, so I guess the question is, what made him so great? <sighs> There's so much, man. So, first of all, uh, I know the title Captain Charisma goes to Christian, but... Yep. I really feel like 
the rock is the king of charisma. Like yeah. he, he, as a heel was one who could really back up the talk that he had, but it took a lot of build up for him to like lose. And so that brought about some fantastic matches, but mainly the promos, everything leading up to it. Like a lot of times we, we have these matches, these big matches that are coming up and they're a month away and we're yeah. just like, we just got to get there. I love the fact that it took weeks to get to a big rock match because there was weeks of bits with him just cutting the most vicious, yeah. entertaining promos. <laughs> um, it, was, it was actual story, too. Like, yeah. it was just, you know. And uh, he had, with that, he was, he had a, a pretty unique ability to have charisma with pretty much anybody. Mm -hmm. Like, it's funny that you, you had Chat GPT write a promo on Omos. Almost. Omos. Gosh Omos. darn it. Omos. Because I feel like if anybody could have a chemistry, <laughs> uh, you know, promo thing with Omos, it would only be The Rock. Yeah. Nobody else is going to be 100%. able to pull anything out for Omos. Uh whether it was opponents or partners, like he he sounded great with Stone Cold, Triple H, Kurt Angle, Mankind, Undertaker, Vince, uh, even Undercard. You know, Chris Jericho shows up in the middle of a rock promo. Fantastic back and forth there. Uh, Hurricane Helms had a you know a promo off with the Rock at one point. Oh yeah, fantastic! Like everything, every interaction that he had was elevated to a, a status of. Mm -hmm. Best best bit of the night. Yeah. And that's something that I can't I can't pull anybody else's name out that can do that yeah. every time. Well, and it was coming into it, he was really <laughs> part of that transition because if you I mean and and you know, everybody's gonna go, oh Rick Flair, Dusty Rose, like no. People in the eighties could not cut promos. They were they were Dumb promos when they there did. were. There's a reason why there's a handful that are viral now. Very few because those were the really good ones. Yeah, made out from decades of them wrestling. Oh yeah. So you know, in in you come to the late '90s and the early 2000s. That's when like the ability to cut a promo really started taking off. Yeah. Um, and I think that he was just the pioneer of that whole thing. You know, you. You couldn't find anybody that could do it better. Mm -hmm. and, and like you said, you you have somebody that can have charisma and chemistry with anybody. And he rode the line uh, between being intimidating and over-the-top ridiculous in a way that I don't oh, think oh, most people oh, yeah. Like, the words that he was saying are ridiculous and hilarious. But the way he was saying them were like, I'm glad he's not talking to me. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, his catchphrases, of course, catchphrase game, top tier. Like yeah. he pulled so many out that just became instant classes, classes, classes. I was thinking boots to <laughs> boots to class, boots to classes, instant classics. Um, just bring it, of course, being a later one. But if you smell what the rock is cooking, do you smell what the rock is cooking? Um Finally, The Rock is back in, whatever. You know, all these bangers that anytime yeah. he, he shows up and pulls them out today, everybody loses their ever-loving mind and will for all time. One of my favorite lines, um, I don't think I've talked about it on this podcast before, but uh, he was going to have a match with Goldberg in like 2005, I think. Um, 
and I think it was at a backlash and he was doing a promo at the very, like right before that went out and the, whoever was doing all the backstage interviews was like, well, you've done just about everything. And the rock goes, no, 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 no. The rock hasn't done just about everything. The rock has done everything. There's nothing. The rock hasn't done. In fact, there's one thing that the rock hasn't done and that's make a white baby. (laughs) And then he just stared at this small, scared white woman. Like, and kind of like gave her the eyebrows. <laughs> That's kind of the other thing. 90s rock is not something you could do. Today. Oh, yeah. No, thousand percent. <laughs> his character is, is a bit over the top, at least when it came to his interaction with the ladies. Yeah. Um, Which is so interesting because we give John Cena so much crap for going from the Doctor of Thugonomics to the very like child-friendly PG thing. Mm-hmm. We don't do that Pretty to The Pebbles. Rock. We don't do that to The Rock. Yeah. Granted, The Rock didn't do that while in wrestling. Right, like, I think that's the only reason. Could be that would make that would make sense to me, is that his persona would change when he gets out of wrestling and goes and does movies like Tooth Fairy. Yeah, and so I think that, that <laughs> you know, because because you know, the other questions we we were asking is why is The Rock so important? And I think that's one of the big things. It was the guy who who could come in and and really create chemistry. He was the standard. Um, He created all of these wonderful storylines and inspired all of these, these fantastic wrestlers and these fantastic moments. Um, And and you just don't have a whole lot of this stuff. I mean, he's, you know, he saved a lot of careers, Mm -hmm. you know, just, (sighs) he also broke the, uh, the mold for Samoan wrestlers. Yeah. Uh, up until him, even including him when he first started as the blue chipper, uh, you know, Rocky Maivia, you know, they had been very culture yeah. um, related gimmicks that were brought up, very Samoan culture related gimmicks, which we have a little bit now with the bloodline, but even that, it's just like a taste of it. It's yeah. just like a, f- a flavor of this, you know, these characters. It's not the whole thing. Um, for him to switch from that as the Attitude Era rolled in to the cocky um, leader or the cocky underling of the nation who basically caused a coup and overthrew Farouk yeah. and became you know the people's champion kind of character that we all knew, that was a big change for um, not only Samoan wrestlers, but really wrestlers in general. When it came to how you're gonna, you're gonna be a heel, but you're gonna be it in a way that everybody's laughing and so they love it. Yeah, like that's not been. If people were laughing at you when you were a heel before the Attitude Era, it's because you were a stupid heel. Yeah, not because you were, you were, like, were doink the clown charismatic. Yeah, and <laughs> any of the people that <laughs> were in that promo uh, against Hulk Hogan. Where he's like the dungeon of whatever. The dungeon. Where am I? Where am I, brother? (laughs) Um, Uh, The dungeon of doom was so tragic. (laughs) Uh, And so we got to see him have those those back and forths with Stone Cold. I loved the the instance. I think this was still like Intercontinental Championship time where they were Mm -hmm. technically in the mid card, where they each took a different turn at a different point of the year of tossing each other's title belt in the river at whatever <laughs> town that they're in. Yeah. <laughs> like it was like, this was, this was some, some real good chemistry early on before they both became, you know, the main eventers. Um, 
and then the so we had like the people's champion the corporate champion when he joined yeah. uh vince and shane and all that and then when he got betrayed it was like the rock and sock connection him and mankind so we got to see him like as the serious bad guy this and is then your as life. like the goofiest like sidekick almost to it was like they were both sidekicks to each other in a different way but it made it work <clears throat> it was so good it showed such big such a such a big range for him yeah which i mean of course makes sense now that he's you know captain hollywood yeah but uh like this it was he he the phrase uh he's built different like certainly oh, yeah. applies to him in all aspects not yeah. just physical but yeah, you know, just that the freaking charisma, man. And, I can't get over it. You know, because you saw the same thing with like Gold Dust. It's like you take this gimmick that is just absolute trash. You get some because because it, it seems like every once in a while these guys will get something that is meant to ruin their career, and people like Gold Dust, people like The Rock, they took it and they made their career off of this sort of stuff. Yeah. So, you know, the rock and sock connection, that's timeless, man. Mm -hmm. Like here is your life is a timeless bit. Um, so I really have to ask this. What's, what's the best movie that the rocks ever done? <laughs> We're going to do best first. Or we we'll do best for first. Last? We'll do right. best first. <clears throat> I don't know what the best one is. Cause they're all, They've all got pros and cons. I don't think there's any movie that he's done that's like, this is one of the greatest movies of all time. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, I do like the Jumanjis. Jumanjis are good. Uh, I really like Get Smart, but he's not really the main character in Get Smart. But honestly, my favorite one is probably not a very popular one, but it's Central Intelligence with Kevin Hart. Central Intelligence was It was a silly, silly movie, but he did really good in it. My, <laughs> I yeah. laugh all the time. Yeah. I I might watch that tonight. Now that I'm yeah. <laughs> there were two movies that he did kind of right there with each other, and it was Walking Tall. Yes. Underrated. Which is a fantastic film. It's got a 23 on Rotten Tomatoes. That is. But it is outrageous. Such a good that movie. Is outrageous. <laughs> and then there was another one he did. Rundown. Right at, the Rundown. Rundown yes. with um, Scott. Scott. What's his name? S Scott. We both got Scott. <laughs> I think that's I his think last Scott's name. I think Scott's his last name. Yeah. <laughs> you know who we're talking about. You know about. the guy. You know the him. Guy. The guy from. Um, he was in, wasn't he in the. I think he was. Wasn't it Stifler? Yeah. Wasn't he in the yeah. American Pie movies? <laughs> Or something. Something Scott. I don't know. Anyway, yes. Anyway, yes. They were, were both great. Those were both, both great good. movies. Granted, not, they had not, like... They're not cinematic masterpieces. No, but they, were they weren't meant to be. popcorn movies. Especially after you had something <laughs> like, um, you know, his appearance in The Scorpion King. Blech. Or The Mummy Returns the Mummy and Returns. then The Scorpion King. That CGI nonsense in that Mummy movie. So Blech. Blech. looked terrible. He might as well not even be in that film. It, it might, ruined it. They might as well not even... Have been like, oh, it's The Rock, because it's not. Right. It, it took me out of that movie in a hurry. I'm like, well, this is Which is dumb. unfortunate, because it's the last 10 minutes of the film. Right. Like, right. You, you got to And the movies it. were great um, up until that point. So let's go with Aside from the Mummy Returns. <laughs> I don't even have that on the list. What is the worst? <laughs> what is the worst rock film? I'll go first. I hated The Rundown. 
That movie's dumb. The rundown. I don't think I've not seen the run, that. Not the rundown. The game plan. The game plan. Okay, yes. Game plan was bad. Game plan was awful. Game plan was bad. Doom was pretty bad. Baywatch was pretty bad. Tooth Fairy was pretty bad. Doom was so bad. I forgot. <laughs> Doom was so bad. G.I. Joe Retaliation was pretty bad. All of his big budget apocalypse-esque movies. Uh, Skyscraper. San, San Andreas. Andreas. Rampage. I didn't even watch Skyscraper. <laughs> You shouldn't have. So just don't. I didn't. I won't. <laughs> I just can't. I just can't do People it. People don't like Red Notice. Have you seen Red Notice? I liked Red I Notice. I love that's I want to see more movies with uh The Rock and Ryan Reynolds. Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah. Um just yeah, no. A hundred percent. Um I didn't hate Black Adam as much as everybody else did. I forgot to put that on here. I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it's the greatest movie. It's not the best DC film. Yeah. Um it's not it didn't It was decent. It didn't deliver. The problem was all the hype, which yeah. was like 14 years of hype yeah. that The Rock has been doing. Significant amount. It's the since, fact that... Since Shazam. Right. It's the fact that we've had... No, it was before that. He was working on this long before Snyder Cut, oh, long really? before Green Lantern, or about the same time as Green Lantern, I guess. Uh, I didn't but know like, that. He, he's, been, he's been campaigning to do this movie for over a, or about a decade. Wow. And he's been building that up, and he's not been quiet about it. He's been every now and then he'd be popping links and we're talking about, Hey, we're talking black Adam, talking black Adam. You know, this is back when man of seals coming out and everything. And all that build up and all that time to get this. Yeah. It's like, we could have done better. And you should have been able to do better. That being with, said, if you go in without expectations, yeah, that's a good movie. Here's my problem is I can't watch a movie that has Pierce Brosnan and Aldous Hodge and have low expectations. <laughs> That's a good point. Like, I just can't. Yeah. I, two of I liked Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate. He was a great Dr. Fate. I, I really, I want to see more of that. Um, I liked Aldous Hodge as, as uh, Hawkman. Yeah, I think he did a good job. Hawkman is, I, has been cast so many times in the last few yeah. uh, years. I And I didn't dislike Black... I didn't dislike The Rock's Black Adam. I thought he was a fine Black no. Adam. It was just like... It was just like, you're just not delivering. Right. This was supposed to be the, the, the hierarchy of the DC universe is shifting. It's like... No. And the, the other thing that I think was dumb about this whole thing was his complete aversion to Shazam. He did not want Shazam to be in the movie. He did not want any connection to the Shazam. He had no interest in eventually sharing the screen with Shazam in a sequel. He wanted it to be Black Adam versus Superman, which is which is a thing in the comics, sure. But long after we've already established him being a part of the like the Marvel, the Shazam family, yeah. And to like it should literally wear the same uniform. Yeah, it shouldn't. You say the same word. You got the powers from the same guy. Like there's there's (laughs) there's there should have been a cameo of Zachary Levi. 
and it could have been hilarious. There should be a there should be a cameo of Zachary Levi in most films. I would I would love Zachary Levi to show up everywhere for no just reason all whatsoever. Over the place, all over the place. It kind of you know then you get like the Tooth Fairy, you know. <laughs> why we get why you agreed to do that film, and I understand like. You know, you take work when you can get I mean, work. Look at Hulk Hogan's movies, man. I <laughs> mean, <laughs> Dookie, Dookie. <laughs> oh, watch that gosh. scene. How about stupid is all that? You're right, man. Uh, well, let's, let's 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 focus on some positive. Let's focus on some positive as we close out. Who do you think? <sighs> Was the best rivalry for The Rock, and I can only I can almost assume we have the same guy. Maybe I feel like it has to be Stone Cold, right? Okay, then we don't. Have we don't. Guy. No, because I the 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 Rock and Stone Cold. Here's my 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 pitch here for why it would okay. be the best one. The Rock and Stone Cold were two wrestling gods existing in one universe. Yeah. Like the the like, it's hard to say. You know, Hulk Hogan's time top tier was Hulk Hogan. John Cena's yeah. time top tier was John Cena. Mm-hmm. Most people, including The Rock, will say during the Attitude, Stone Cold was the top tier. But it is hard for people to be convinced of that standing next to The Rock. Yeah, those two were the 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 twin like pillars that yeah. held up the attitude era and they were very different characters. He was the the brawler fighter anti-hero. He was the cocky son of a gun and they were both so good not just on promos and you know, build up but the matches themselves the the wrestling was so good. Mm-hmm. Like they had the greatest trilogy of WrestleMania matches I think I've ever seen. Solid. No, very solid. And there was a brief period of time, I think, they were on the same side. Uh, like, the, they were yeah. both bases both at the same time at one point. I think it was around yeah. the Union uh, corp versus corporate ministry yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but for the most part, they've always been opposites against each other and keep crossing paths throughout the years. Um I just that was always my favorite. Yeah, no, and that and that's good. That's good. That's good. To me, um, the best rivalry that The Rock had was The Rock and Triple H. I will give that to and, you. That's and I a say that one. because you had these two guys who just absolutely hated each other, and they could not have been more polar opposites in who they were. Yeah. Um, they had this great, you know, you look at all this collection of matches that they had and they're all phenomenal. But then you add in the nation versus DX. Yeah. And you had two guys who then made eight people relevant and you could have matches. You could pick out one from this side and one from this side at complete random, including the woman. And <laughs> you had an entertaining match that people cared about. You're right. I mean, you, you made, he that might the, be the truest thing you ever said he right made, there. Because I'm thinking about to when I was watching, I'm like, yeah, uh, Road Dog versus Farouk, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Henry versus China, I'm here. Because <laughs> it counted yeah. as Rock versus uh, yeah. I mean, versus it really Triple was. H. It really um, did. You, yeah. know, uh, Billy, you know, Billy Gunn and the Godfather. Like, <laughs> you, you took the guy. I think that was probably the best <clears throat> version of the Godfather. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I, I understand we have, you know, his locomotive of sultry women and that sort of thing, but that was like a joke. That was the, that was really the only times he wasn't doing a joke gimmick. Yeah. To me. Yeah. Cause Godfather um, was a joke gimmick, but even like, even when, and <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't even know if it's still on the internet, but when all of DX showed up in blackface, <laughs> Got the rock ass. <laughs> the rock went and took a big dump. When you should have smelled what the rock, rock was cooking. <laughs> but then you had, um, you had a X Pac Henry, just completely black with a bunch of pillows stuffed in his shirt. Well, I don't know what I smell. It smells like crap. <laughs> oh man! I mean, come on. And, uh, it was Road Dog as D'Lo Brown, right? I <laughs> think so, yeah. <laughs> That's what the man said! That's, That's what the man said! That's what the man said! Flung my headphones off to oh the D'Lo goodness. head. Oh my goodness. Ooh, um, that was yeah, such I a that. Not terrible, terrible, terrible idea. It's terrible but it now. Was pre, yeah, but it was pre- you know, sensitivity on that, yeah, uh, like we have now. But it was a really funny bit. It wasn't done to mock like black people yeah. in general. It was just to mock these specific people. Yeah, <laughs> all of the stuff that they did was mocking their own personalities. Oh yeah, a thousand percent. <laughs> oh. But and then they had yeah. that one kid that came out as Owen Hart with a giant nose. <laughs> I mean, it's like about like Owen Hart being in the nation, noses. man. That was weird. Um, you know, in in then you look at all of the marquee matches that The Rock has had, and these like pass the torch moments. Yeah. Um, you know, you had you had The Rock and Hollywood Hogan, Dude, like such a good match. That was really the last like great thing that Hogan did. Yeah. And then you had the you know the 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 match of a lifetime once in a lifetime <laughs> the once twice in a, once in a lifetime revisited and but here's the thing is like both of us were good matches both of them were good matches and they have both had great build up and like i feel like the rock is one of the only guys that could be like we're doing once in a lifetime two years in a row i think the rock is one of the only guys that can say hey it's the night after wrestlemania i'm challenging you to a match next wrestlemania yeah. And keep everybody excited for it the whole we year. We did it. We did it. <laughs> he did it. Omos comes out and say, hey, <laughs> yeah, you and me. I've forgotten about it before the show was over. Yeah. No, it's good. That would be that would be terrible. Well, let us know about your favorite rock moment or your favorite rock rivalry. If we missed something, um, let us know. Go over to their socials at two words LTN. Um, we've made it an entire season five. I didn't mess that up once. You did it. I think you're right. I it's a miracle. It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> um, and we are uh, so thankful. If you just head over there, hit like or subscribe, um, whatever whatever social media you're at, um, give us, uh, empower me. <laughs> <laughs> Va validate me, please. 
Um, that would be great. And then uh, let us know um, your opinions on any of the shows that we've done. Um, but we're going to be taking a break for a little bit. A couple months. A couple months. Be back in uh, be back Recharge. In August. Um, and I'm assuming it's probably going to be the busiest and most entertaining months of wrestling. As it tends to be for some reason. As it tends to be. Summer is usually pretty garbage until SummerSlam. But yeah. these last couple of years, we're like, well... It's a lot of stuff we should talk about. A lot of stuff we should talk about, and we're not. So, <laughs> last uh, last break we had, John had plans on just throwing up some like TikTok esque yeah, videos yeah. every now and then, and that never that didn't happen. And so I'm not going to promise it this time. <laughs> I was a, I was thinking it might. I'm like maybe I should say that. I'm not going to this time. <laughs> we're just trying to keep you on, keep your hopes up. Keep, keep yeah, checking just, the website. Yeah, maybe. Uh, never comes. Yeah, I don't think anybody's <laughs> going to keep checking. <laughs> I wonder if John said something. Oh my gosh, did you see what happened at Raw? I need to know what John thinks. <laughs> hey, there are a lot of people that care about what we think. Well, I, and and you know what? That is not lost on me. That is, <laughs> I genuinely appreciate. Otherwise, um, we would have been long canceled by now. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody likes me enough to just keep me around. I'm just taking up space. <laughs> but... Uh, I guess that's our show, so... Until until we meet again, uh, my name is John, his name is Matt, and if you're not down with that, we got two words for you. Yeah.